This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today is one of my favorite kind of episodes where I get to reconnect with a friend that I haven't talked to in a few years and we have so much fun. And so today I'm talking with Deborah Johnson and hold on, you're going to find out who she is because you're going to want to know who she is. But we're going to talk about all kinds of things that you hear me talk about a lot too because Deborah and I are on the same page in so many different ways. But you know, maybe we'll talk about heroes. Maybe we'll talk about summits, you know, hiking. Who knows where we're going to go, right? And just like every episode, make sure you listen until the end because the fact that you're listening to this means there is something in today's episode that you need to hear. And it's probably something that you need to share with other people too. So when you finish listening to this episode, make sure to share with the people that you love. So with that, let's roll the episode. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. Hey, Deborah. <laughs> I, I always rub my hands together. I don't know why. I'm like so excited, like a little oh. kid, like, oh, I can talk to Deborah again. <laughs> oh, Jason, you're just uh, such a fun person. And, um, you know, we had that great year of serving together on our um, chapter, our NSA chapter, Los Angeles chapter, when I was president and you came forward and doing the sound. And what a, an amazing person. Uh, you were always there and just willing to do that. And I still have, actually I have to bring this up because I have no idea where it's at now, but I know it's on my phone somewhere. I still have that video of you doing a song during the Christmas party. So, oh, yes. <laughs> Pulled out my guitar and I was playing. I know it, it's you like, were. it's like I was a little intimidated, right? Because here, I mean, we haven't really introduced you properly, but I mean, Deborah is... She is a real musician, <laughs> okay? I mean, this woman is amazing. You're going to find uh, out about that. But yeah, I was a little intimidated, you know, with you and a lot of the other people that were in uh, the room. 
you know, because I was I was kind of the hack, but you know what? I I enjoy it. I have fun, and I think everybody else had fun. I hope too. They so. really had a good time. Everyone had a good time, and that's the whole thing of. And I had that Christmas party in our home, which was fun. So you were right. Yeah. You were right by my Blutner grand piano. So it was, I know. you know, very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I don't even i pale in comparison to the grand right <laughs> no it's 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 great so and you know maybe just just kind of let let people know a little a little bit about you because I, I know too i mean we we've known each other for a long time but but there's a couple of things that you threw out there like nsa which stands yes. for national speakers association right 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 um because i i have a bad joke that i like to tell people sometimes you know it's like well what do you what you know jason travels all over the world what does he do is he is he really like some spy or something i'm like mm-hmm. well you know cia and nsa right yeah right <laughs> <laughs> and i can say that right but you can. Uh, but but they're not the government organizations right. but but just just give people a little little thumbnail of 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 who you are because like i said i i think you're an amazing person you're one of my favorite people so well, number one, I'm um, I'm a woman and a mom and a mom of three sons, but I, I grew up with music and chose that as my profession. Became a professional musician and composer, and so that's where I've I've put out a lot of material for Grammys and I've worked internationally and I've worked as a professional musician uh, for probably 25, 30. Oh, I don't know. I quit counting how many years when I say how many years people try to think. No, cause out, you're okay, only 29. You? Oh, I know. I know. No. I, and I don't say the age of my kids anymore. So yeah, they, um, but I've worked in this field. I've done different things throughout it because I wanted to be around more when our, when raising our kids, three sons. So, uh, and they are launched by the way, which is wonderful. And, the uh, I I trans I didn't really transition. I expanded my career to be include speaking, and I've absolutely loved it. Uh, it's another creative field for me. Um, it's creative because it's not just standing on a stage and giving a message. It is, it is also creating online content. It's also creating um, live streams. It's being able to do video production. It's being able to do all of those things that I still did as a composer as well, all of that and and combined. And so I think that's one of the most important principles of if you are recreating your life at mid-career or halftime, you need to look at all of the things that you've done and people discount those careers and some of their skills. And I was ready to sit on some of mine because I felt like people kept focusing on the music and they weren't focusing on the message. I just needed to figure out how. And that's where I've really done the crafting of the keynote speech because figuring out how to use the music and how to use my experience really to help others more. So that's kind of the journey. Um, I feel like I'm never going to quit. I don't want to quit. I love what I do. I'm still writing. I just yeah, I finished my fifth book and um, I'm putting together a historical online course to go with one of my musicals because I've written musicals, Bad Habit, by the way, but it's, it's, (laughs) but they're fun. Oh, they're fun, but they're money pits and there's so much time, but yeah, but they really are. I mean, when I look at the experience, it's amazing. So, but the, um, all of this kind of combined is where I've been. So it's just, and still going because I, I just really believe that um, I think as long as we can 
keep having a message that uh, some people are rel it's relevant for others and we can keep giving. And this is the way I love to give of just being able to give more. I give a lot of free stuff as well. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm in business, but it's, it's a joy for me when people are progressing and learning and growing through their lives. Yeah. Well, and I, I love how you have taken, and it's one of the reasons why I want to talk to you mm -hmm. today too, right? Is because, um, you know, like you said, you, you kind of had a career mm -hmm. as a professional musician. Like you right. said, you've done a lot of things. And again, she's, she's being uh, very humble folks. <laughs> You know, you, you, you know, you've seen people like that can just sit down at the piano and play anything. That's Deborah. It's like, well, I think it kind of goes like this, right? And then she just starts playing, right? I mean, amazing, amazing. Oh. But but what's interesting is, you know, like you said, I mean, you've, you've done that for a while, but then you kind of expanded, right? Yeah. And And I wanted to talk to you because, like you said, so many of us find ourselves in the middle of our life. Right. And honestly most people freak the fuck out oh, at that do. point right There's and, so and they're fear. like ah what do i yeah. do midlife crisis you know get a divorce <laughs> buy a ferrari if you're a guy right. you know um whatever it happens to be and often people's lives just go down the toilet right at that yeah. point right where instead mm -hmm. it's kind of like well no hold it right i don't necessarily yeah. have to throw out everything right but how can i use what I've already learned. So maybe help help people kind yeah. of understand how did you go through that process and how do you help people go through that process? Because like I said, I think a lot of times we, we don't realize how grateful we should right. be for what we've gone through, even the really mm -hmm. crappy things, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, you really have to really take an honest look, be compassionate with yourself, first of all. But Everybody has different roundabouts in their life. And these roundabouts can happen, you know, it, um, it, with the Great Recession. Like that's when I started kind of doing a lot of the expansion, uh, 2008 and nine, when the music uh, field, when I was doing corporate events, I was doing some headline entertaining. It was wonderful, you know, large events, arenas and huge stages. And, and uh, I found at that point, corporations and events were starting to, um, hire mainly name acts, which I am not a name act, by the way, Deborah Johnson. I think there's 800 million of us in the world. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I do great music, but you know, nobody's, I'm not gonna fill seats. And then, or hit songs, um, or the tribute acts that are doing those name acts and hit songs. And I didn't really wanna do a tribute act. So those are the, even though I'd done music um, from those acts, it was just, it's different to do a tribute act. So. It, in that, I found what they were hiring were speakers, and it was still on the stage. It was still having that sort of um, effectiveness. And what I wanted to do was to be able to continue having influence. And um, that is, that's, it, it, people can have different influence in different ways. And I felt like I could have a more influence and more impact when I'm in a field that has multiple venues for performance. And I'm not an, I'm not an extrovert, I'm an introvert. I love, that's why I've written five books, that's why I've written hundreds of songs, because I, can, I, I sit there and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, because that's what it takes. But the, um, 
but the process of being able to touch people, of being able to give to people. And I've had to work on that craft, to be honest, because the speaking craft was a lot harder than the music craft. Uh, when you mentioned sit down and play anything, I just did a a number of gigs for Disney uh, because I've, I'm still on, I'm, I've been an independent contractor with them. I don't know how many, maybe, maybe 25 years. I don't know. <laughs> I've done a lot of extra events for them from weddings to private events and, you know, all of that. And so I was subbing in and I, at a, I was the top sub at the, um, one of the, the locations where one of the guys had shoulder surgery. So you know, I played multiple, this was at the Grand Hotel, which is a beautiful place, by the way, if you've never been there in California. It's an amazing place. You walk in, it's just amazing. And I'm on, you know, a $90,000 piano, and I'm just playing, it's just wonderful. But the, uh, but they had this big Star Wars exhibit. And so we needed to play Star Wars every set. And, I, and it was long gigs. These are not, this was, you know, I've never wanted to work for them full time. I've always, that's why I've always been on the sub list. So it's a long day. So I had eight different sets and I played Star Wars every set. So I learned it in different keys. I learned, <laughs> but it was a lot on ear. So I just picked it up and did it. And then, you know, the Cantina song and then the Darth Vader theme. You know, you want to put in these little different things and then add the metal melodies or medleys. But it makes it interesting. And I think for our businesses and for our lives, it's a great principle. Again, a lot in the music field is transferable for so many many businesses and many people and it doesn't matter whether you're you're giving your time to a worthy organization and you're donating and you're wanting to start a nonprofit but there are transferable concepts of being able to to make it interesting make it interesting for yourself make it interesting for others you know play it in a different key play it in a little different rhythm um, play being able to um, all of a sudden, when you, you you hear somebody has a birthday, well, hey, we need to sing for you. You know, those sort of things. Now, that doesn't always happen in keynote speeches, but there are a lot of things, even on the fly with some of those, that you need to be able to adjust to. So I knew those sort of principles were very transferable. It took me a while to realize that, though, and to accept that even in myself. And that's what I, I encourage others now, because I've gone through some of this same process. That was a long answer, Jason. Well, that's what I like. I like I like the long <laughs> answers, right? <laughs> but no, I, I I wanted to go back because because I, I like to. A lot of times, there's well, obviously, there's always brilliance that comes out of your mouth. Oh, yeah, but of I, I, I tell that <laughs> to my boys. Tell that to my boys, please. <laughs> well, Greg already knows, right? Oh, yeah. kids are down, right? Well, but he it, knows not to deny. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's why we've lasted this long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's, you know, because I know a lot of people who listen, listen to me are introverts. Right? Yes. So I, I wanted to retouch on that. So you right. just heard Deborah say she's an introvert. <laughs> I'm an introvert. Yes. Right. And yet mm -hmm. we can get up on the stage oh, with yeah. thousands or tens of thousands of right. people. Mm -hmm. Right. And and can do it. Now, was it easy? No. Does it take work? Yes. Can you learn how to do it? absolutely right and, and right. in fact i mean again you know more performers than i do but yeah. but a lot of you know comedians actors musicians right. they're huge introverts yes. right yes but, they are but we've yes. learned we've learned how to kind of flip the switch right and be who we need to be at that particular time to be able to to make stuff happen but i love what you also said because 
I'm a big Star Wars fan myself. <laughs> Right, so you were not alone. There was a huge <laughs> conference, and I saw every yeah. outfit there was. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But 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 I thought what was what was really interesting is what you said is you know there's because <clears throat> I'm trying to help people to realize that it's okay to be themselves. Yes, and to be a yes. little different, right? And right. so I love what you just said there. You know, because when I mean John Williams, I think wrote most of the Star Wars music. Mm -hmm. There might have been some other stuff, but all the you know right. the Darth Vader the theme, main, all the yeah. main stuff was all him, right? Yes, yeah, I can do that in a couple. Of I know. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see you over there, <laughs> right? But so, so when John wrote that, obviously it was thematic. It was yeah. it was for the movie. It mm -hmm. was instrumental. There was the, there was the reason why he wrote right. what he wrote the way that he did. But but what's what's interesting is, you know, for for music, maybe that's written by other people. Right. But even for things that we have done ourselves, mm -hmm. there's different ways to play the same thing. Right. 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 I mean, I love kind of, you know, take it, taking my guitar over there and I, mm -hmm. I don't have the same voice as some of the other people. So sometimes I'll tune the guitar a little bit different right mm -hmm. slide the capo up to different different places so it's in a different key mm -hmm. so i can sing it better mm -hmm. i might sing it faster or sing mm -hmm. it slower than the original right mm -hmm. it's even fun sometimes to, to to play something to where it almost doesn't even sound like the original thing right but right. it's still the it's still the same you know no, note chord progressions mm -hmm. maybe in a different key sped right. up or slowed down right like you said that we can we can play these things in different keys with different right. rhythms with other stuff like that so so there's kind of this flexibility you know within our life and even kind of you know the example of you playing there for disney but also mm -hmm. i'm sure there's been examples in your life too where you might have done something or created something with one intent, but that mm -hmm. can be repurposed and reused in a different way that's right. completely different, right? Right. Oh, there's all sorts of, I, you know, I'm on the fly. I'm trying to think of, think of some of those things, but it's, it's, it's definitely true that you can use some of those life principles in different ways. Finding someone's uniqueness, you know, I've taught, privately since I was the age of 13 because I didn't want to babysit the five kids next door and I did not want to pull weeds. So <laughs> I could teach enough piano. I started it and I think I can teach the neighbor kids piano. So I started them out and then I started teaching their parents. So I was teaching adults, you know, very young. But throughout that whole stage, you know, I had a lot of, I, that's been one of the things I've done as a musician as well, as well as touring, as writing, um, is to... Um, teach not only privately but then I started teaching in the university and colleges but 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 you find that there are people that love music and they want to be in it but there are certain ones and you're thinking oh you poor dear you know you're <laughs> you're tone deaf yeah but... <laughs> oh my goodness oh my and especially I had this one student my kids still tease about but but it's they can find you can find something some uniqueness that's that's a characteristic about them and so you have that uniqueness and I encourage people you've got to find you got to sit back and reflect enough we don't sit back and think we just do 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 and think about how am I unique yeah well I'm kind of quirky or I'm kind of what do I do you know that's a little different than anybody else 
And in fact, I'm starting to do some live streams because I had somebody else point this out to me. And you know, I, I hire in some coaches now and then. And, and she said to me, you know, what is going on now? She said, you need to start doing these behind the scenes because it's amazing. People are always asking, what are you working on now? And so I just do that. She said, do that a couple times a week. So I started in that. And it's amazing how many people listen to these things. I can't believe people have that sort of time, first of all. But that they listen and they go, oh, that's what you're working. Oh, are you, what, you're working on a historical course? Oh, well, how are you putting that? You know, so I'll share a few things or, you know, what I'm doing. But some of these things that we think that are so, well, normal for us, but they they could be totally unique to somebody else. And they're thinking, how do I do that? How do how do I craft that in my life or how do I capture that in my life? So I don't know if this totally answered your questions, but find, finding the uniqueness and using how we can draw that out of people. And sometimes the way we draw it out of people is kind of sitting on them and making them think, you know, <laughs> just, well, like your coach did for you, right? Yes. And thinking, Oh, yeah, people are, at, they ask me that all the time. What are you working on now? What are you working on? What are you working Well, okay, so I'll just, I'll just tell them, you know, what I'm doing. It's not done yet. Usually I try to tell people what I've, what I've just done, not what I'm doing. <laughs> so or I'm in the messy process of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but actually, as you're, as you're saying that, it reminds me because, uh, you know, I, I love music myself. And so I, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and read a lot of books. And, mm -hmm. and I, it always fascinates me, right, to understand some of the artistic process mm -hmm. that people went through. Or how did you get the name for that song? Or what made you think of doing that, right? And sometimes it's like it's off the wall. Like I remember... Yeah. A mother and child reunion from Paul Simon. Right, right. He was in some Chinese restaurant somewhere, and, and one of their menu items was mother and child reunion, and it was a wow. chicken and egg dish. And he's like, that's a great title for a song, right? And I'm like, <laughs> man, right? I mean, there, but, but, yeah. but what's interesting, and, and I think it brings it up, and this is true for everybody listening mm -hmm. too. A lot of the things that we think are mundane mm -hmm. or that are just ordinary about us, there's nothing right. special about us. Other people find fascinating, right? So yeah. I don't find it yeah. a surprise at all that people are like, Deborah, why don't you tell us what you're doing? Show <laughs> us how you're doing that, right? I, I can even <laughs> see you on the piano like, yeah, I can't quite get this uh, this part right. You know, what, what do you think, right? <laughs> You know, or like the historical novel. Course, you know, yeah, I didn't, course, I didn't yeah. know that that was something that you were working on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know again, but but a lot of times, I guess, were you a little scared when your coach said that to actually share some of that stuff? Or I, I think I had gotten past the live stream. I think for those of us who were coming up with video at a certain time, we were so used to being perfect on video and you had to have a perfect um, presentation and you had to have everything together and when you do live stream I'm pretty honest usually I'll start a live stream and my gardener will show up <laughs> you know yeah. and he has the loudest blower in the, I'm sure of anywhere around because it's very very loud and he always stays right outside my door or you know there'll be something happened you know during that that process or 
I've done live streams before and, and I check it afterwards and I think, oh darn, I didn't have the sound on. So I have to redo it. <laughs> you know, I go through the same things. I go through the same things when people tell me, you know, oh, I'm just not good in tech. I'm thinking, you know, I call myself a little bit of a techie, but only because I've made so many mistakes and I've had to build into my music studio because I've done a lot of pre-production work on my, on my projects and continue to do little things. And, and the only reason that I'm even better at tech is because I just keep making mistakes and I keep, and you keep going through, figure, you gotta figure it out. I mean, there's no other way, but you gotta figure it out. And so I think those, putting those live streams together, I had done enough of them to think, okay, I could do this. But I still think each time, Jason, I have to be honest, okay, Am I wearing the same top as I am last time? I need to wear something a little different. I, you know, there's that vain part of me, but you know, that makes it interesting. And then I kind of come, I've started combining it a little bit with advertise, you know, just saying something about, you know, the podcast that like the, my podcast that came out this week, I speak twice a month on my podcast and I only have one guest a month. So it's a little different format. I bring in my husband once a month, which is risky sometimes, but he's, he's great. We have a great time, but, <laughs> he's, but he's, he's wonderful. So, but, uh, we have a lot of fun, but the, um, but I was speaking this week on don't, you know, don't forget the end of your uh, end of the story. Don't, you know, are you, are you spoiling it? And, and then I focus on the end of your story. And so in the, in the uh, live stream today, I said, you know, um, we just recently saw Top Gun and I loved it. And one of the biggest benefits of this, it, they did, it was really well written, first of all. I, I felt like really well written over there, but he, they really gave a really good insight on the backstory. And I said, some people are discounting their backstory because you're embarrassed or you're shameful or you're, you, you think, oh, it's not worth much. But it was important, that backstory was important for now the sequel with Maverick. And, and we understood this character that had never been promoted because of all the stuff, dumb stuff he'd done, but actually brave stuff that he'd done too. And, and it helped propel the story of the movie along. And it's one of the reasons, the backstory, is why I'm doing this short historical course, online course, for my movie, for my musical Tsarina, because Tsarina is based on that Russian revolution, but I felt like it, there's a lot of, you know, fiction in it as well. Mm -hmm. But the, the important part is that there's a, an important backstory to this to really understand the characters and the, kind of the tension of the time if you're going to add that on a stage which happens during the music if you're going to add that that reality you need to know what's happening at the at the time so that's why i felt like it was important to give even a little bit more of the backstory because there are a lot of people i get i'm not going to get po too political here but they're trying to erase our history. You can't, you don't, you can't really erase the history. You mm -hmm. can learn from it, but you can't just erase it. I mean, it's there, so it's documented. So we want to learn from it. And that's really, really important. I've been big in, you know, the education part of this as well. And that's so important. And, and it's important as a writer as well. Well, I think it's interesting, um, the, that backstory concept. Because mm -hmm. again, I'm glad you brought that up because 
you know, it, it kind of ties in a little bit with what we were talking before about is that, you know, and you, you just explained in the, you know, the movie Top Gun to Maverick, right? right? That, right. that, that for us to be able to really understand the characters, we need a yes. little bit of the backstory or yes. we don't understand it. Yes, right? exactly. Exactly. And, but how much is that true in our lives as well? Right. Unless other people learn some of our backstories they're never going to be able to fully see us as people right right but how often you know like you said we're 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 maybe thinking well my backstory isn't really that big of a deal or maybe i'm embarrassed Mm -hmm. about some of my backstory right 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 but the more the more that i've helped people kind of come forward and the more Mm -hmm. i've been in groups where we're allowed to be more vulnerable and share more of those things. Right. It just amazes me how many of us have right. so much of the same backstory. Yeah. And most yeah. of the time it's the things that we're embarrassed about sharing, but why be embarrassed? Everybody else has done it too. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's really kind of interesting that way. And, uh, you know, I remember, um, I, I was just starting to work with this one colleague in, in the music field and he looked at me and he said, you know, you just feel like, I feel like you've had this perfect life. And I said, no, I haven't. It's because, you know, basically my parents stayed together and we were able to, you know, have music lessons. But when I found, I found more out about his life and about, um, you know, his dad um, had hidden uh, this big um, framed, which which is very common actually, but his dad had hidden this whole framed uh, awards and all of these um, accolades because he had uh, served on D-Day and, and he was in Normandy. And, but he had never shared that story. He had never, and, and he didn't find out until the, you know, the frame was found and then was going to tell that. But but those stories i think people need to hear some of those stories we need to hear from some of those people that and they're you know they're quickly dying off of those at least that generation but but the people that have have gone through some of these because it encourages us in our own personal journey and in the summit the book i wrote which is an allegory this is the the latest it's an allegory because it's a story and i felt like people would relate to that story and put themselves in that character uh, almost more than just there's so many of these principal books i mean you can read a book after book and my women at halftime book is a great book but it has you know principles to apply at the end of every section it's great you know you can apply those but do people do them no they hardly do them so that's why you take courses and all of that but 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 the summit the book was you know if you can involve yourself it's very simple but people need to hear your story well, and I think it's it's great. I had somebody else recently on that 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 their latest book was more of an allegory mm-hmm. type of a thing too, which again yeah. from from you know being a professional instructor, right, and, and right. understanding learning and other stuff that I've been mm-hmm. doing for decades too. Right. Like you said, you know, there there's so much of that how to checklist kind of right. nonfiction textbooky kind of stuff that's out yes. there. Yes, yes. But most of us don't ever you know, that's knowledge, but we never really, you know, learn the skills or incorporate it through doing it or through reflection. And I think that's why things like allegories are so great, because it it allows us to 
kind of relate to those concepts in a different way and it helps us actually learn it at a much deeper level so so tell me a little bit more about this because you know again i know i think it's the um you know the summit but but the subtitle is something like journey to journey to hero, hero mountain yeah to hero, yeah. Mountain, to hero right? mountain yeah it's um here's the book i just happen to have one right here really uh, yes <laughs> how about that you should <laughs> i should i know i should i am just i, I always you know, there's a certain amount of self-promotion. I've been around so many of those people, especially in the arts, but uh, so I'm pretty careful about that. But uh, I really believe in this book. It's simple, um, but it it starts with a character, and and I and I emphasize again, writing is rewriting, and this is most like writing the summit was most like writing the book of a musical for me because it was not easy. I don't call myself a natural book writer um, or a storyteller. Um, but writing is rewriting. And so this was, you know, the character development. There's different characters in there, but the protagonist, the main character, her name is Mallory. And Mallory means ill-fated. Uh, she, uh, you know, there's little songs they sing about her, you know, that they do. And, but she goes through all of these different lands and the, the end thing, she has a guide and she also has, um, her guide gives her this little band of hope. And I, I made sure I had one this time. I'm all, I don't always have one in front of me when I do these, these podcasts, but, um, but the little band of hope is, she can never lose that because if she loses hope, she'll never get to her summit. And, and these are the life principles that are in it. And then she has to go through um, the different caves and she has she finds these jewels and but she has to spend them all they're not given to her to begin with so she has to spend them all to be able to get there and her name needs to change and she wonders why does my name need to change um, but at the the very end when she's actually um, climbing that summit her name has changed to Andouillette which means strong and courageous but she had to go through all of these lands and all of these areas to to be able to be uh, to get all the way to her summit so this was uh, it, it's a great life principle for us that you know there's many of these and it's hard it's hard now she has I won't spoil the whole story but she has her her dog with her Crockett I started calling all every dog around me Crockett because when I was writing it like, <laughs> my son got a new dog and, and instead of Tucker it was Crockett because I kept calling her Crockett but um but but she's able to bring Crockett with her but the guy told her you know you don't you don't really even need your dog but I'm gonna let you bring your dog so he ends up being a nice little companion but she she has to go through all of this, these hard times to self-doubt a lot of that through there and danger um, to be able to actually get to the place she even needed to start climbing. Here's a gal um, with her character is not not excited about heights. I mean, she doesn't like heights. She has to climb the summit now on ropes, you know, but, but that was the last step. That was going through everything else. And so when we think about our life and getting to where we want to be, we have to realize even if we are at mid-career, even if we are at halftime of life, there are roundabouts still and the roundabouts start showing up in this book. That's where I started developing that more because immediately when I started speaking about roundabouts, people got it. 
because they're a, oh, I'm at a roundabout. They're, they're understanding. They can't get out. They don't know where the signs are. How do they, how do they exit their roundabout? So that's where I started developing that more because they're not even to the place where they're even climbing their summit yet. They, they're in these roundabouts and they're stuck. And sometimes they go back because they didn't do the right exit, you know, that sort of thing. So that's where I started developing all of that with, with that messaging. And again, as we're talking right now, Jason, I'm trying to remember your question. So <laughs> that's, that's how I roll. Right? I guess I'm a politician. Uh, no. no, 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 because, because I mean, again, what you just, what you just dropped there, right? If we had a mic, it'd be like a boom mic. Yeah. Drop, right? Is, is so much of, you know, cause again, like I've helped a lot of people at midlife too. Right. I've gone through it, you know, right. as well. Right. I got my yeah. own demons that I'm dealing with myself, right. but, but it, it is, you know, that whole idea of roundabouts. And I think especially the last few years, yes, a lot of people feel like they're just going around and around and around and around and they can't figure out why things aren't changing because they're just going around in circles, literally in their life. Right. It's kind of like groundhog's day, you know, you yes. just kind of, get up and you do the same thing. And so much of the time, you know, at that point in your career, right. let's say you're kind of doing the same things, right? You're right. You're going through the same routines. You get up right. in the morning, you get the kids ready for school, you rush out, you know, oh, shit, I forgot to have breakfast. You got to, you know, grab coffee on the way you go to work, you come home, you know, you go right. to soccer practice, right? It's like, right. it's like almost every day kind of becomes the same thing. You're just living it over and over and over again. Right. And, you know, a lot of us, we didn't start off our life that way, right? right. We're like, I'm going to go up on the top of this mountain, this yeah. summit. I got to get up there. Yeah. But then life tends to get in the way, right? And a lot of times, sometimes we need some help right. getting out of that. But, right. you know, too, even from some of the other stuff that you were saying about how, you know, you, we, we get certain things along the way, but sometimes we have to give those things up to get to the next place, right, right? Right. And I think that's something that a lot of times people don't really think about is we feel like we can just accumulate, 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 accumulate. But yeah. if your glass is already full, you gotta let some out before you can take any more. And sometimes that means leaving relationships, leaving things behind, paying money, other things like that, that obviously this this book that you have put together kind of shows in in that character right so we can we can read your book mm -hmm. and we should see ourselves in, in that something in some character some character in that book yes there's some character that you'll see whether it's good or bad um but yeah when you talked about giving up sometimes we put so much value on something in our life too. We think we can't give it up. And um, it might not have been real to begin with. And mm -hmm. the illustration was that I give in the book I, a little bit is, you know, for her finding these different jewels. Well, she thinks they're real, you know, but how sometimes things, things look, this sort of path to success looks amazing. But is it really what we want? Is it real? Um, what is going to give us the most satisfaction? And I have crafted now at this point in my life, something a little bit different, 
I don't need to be speaking every week. <laughs> I want to be able to travel with my husband. I want to be able to work remotely. I want to help others will do the same. And I want to speak to the events that I can have the most uh, um, effectiveness with, mostly inspire them to move on and provide online training. And, and you know, I've opened up my Learn Music again for those that want to learn again. And that's, that's another little avenue. But it's, it's only because I have, you know, hundreds of pieces of sheet music and resources and I've taught for so many years. And so there's so many areas there that I can encourage people just in their life. And so there's, we have those choices, what may look so real and like success when people think, oh, I'll be successful when I get here. And you get there and then you go, it doesn't feel like I'm successful. And I've had to face this uh, definitely in the music field because being successful is working in that field where the 1% of the 1% work. And it's um, in the professional field. And I've, I've, what I speak to people about too is that you don't just have to do one thing. And especially if you're an artist, you need to have, you need to diversify, have multiple forms of income. So, you know, you music licensing, you've got the sheet music, you've got, you've got instruction, you've got all of these different areas that you're doing. So you're not just stuck with like a gig, like mm -hmm. what happened during the shutdowns with the speakers and with entertainers, you know, they didn't have work for two years, you get the, everything canceled, everything. So unless they had something else going. And so, and then people found out like, oh, wow, I don't have to do as many gigs. I, I can develop this area or I, I really like this or boy, they shut down the offices, but now I'm working remotely. Oh, I don't want to go back to the office. That's a big one right now. Huge mm -hmm. one, by the way, where people want to work remotely. How can you do that effectively? Well, that's always been the case with me, but you know, you, just, you, have, to, you, you have to find out a way to do it. And you have to be okay with doing live streams when your gardener shows up, you know, you're just do it at a different time. I try to time it now, like a little before or, you know, whatever. So, uh, but it's kind of a joke now of when, when that's going to happen. Well, I'm sure people don't mind. No, yeah, really, actually, I think right? it adds something to yeah. it. And there's been a time too, I, I remember doing one and I don't know what it was. It was this flock of birds that were so noisy. They were so noisy. And I just stopped and I said, wow. I mean, what is that? You know, what is that noise? And uh, I said, well, I'll find out afterwards and tell you next time. But it was, you know, this huge, because you don't know with some of those things. And when you make the decision if you're, if you're doing actual recording, you can start again. But if you're doing something just live off the cuff, then you just have to accept things that are gonna happen and acknowledge them. And it's like when I've gone on stage and I've had right before I walk on, there's a lady that walks off and she's choking from a bite of food. And so I'm going, I'm panicked. Like, is she gonna be okay? And I, I had to leave her and it, you gotta put it out of, it, somebody else came to her aid. But there was that panic, like, oh, can I even go on? And, yep. and so you have to be able to, you know, just kind of keep going and have rehearsed that enough that you can keep going and not totally get thrown off. Well, and I think it's interesting because it's, you know, again, because I love music. So, again, I'm going through all these things mm -hmm. in my head about it, right, is, is right. 
you know, it's most of the music that we listen to is studio music. Right, right. So you can create things mm -hmm. in in the studio that you can right. never create live. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. okay. oh, yes. Oh, the pitch correction is pretty oh, the pitch, amazing. Yes. The pitch correction. <laughs> I mean, even even some of the different little sound effects and right. other things that you can kind of add to it and the overdubbing right. and the other stuff that you can do. You can create a sound that is amazing, but right. it's you can't replicate it in real life. Right. Right. right? And that's why, so, you know, some people are disappointed when they go to a live live venue and they're mm -hmm. like oh you know they sound a little flat or something <laughs> like that right yeah, yeah and i'm thinking well but that's what life is right yes. but but how much of the time i think do do people look around and we mm -hmm. see all the pretty instagram posts or the oh, other yeah. you know pre-recorded edited overdubbed stuff of other people's mm -hmm. lives mm -hmm. and we think well i'm no good because look at what they're doing Right. But to realize that what they're doing is not real, just like those gems in the book probably right. are not real. That's that's a fabrication. It doesn't exist. Right. Nobody looks as good in the magazines as they do in real life because they've got airbrushed and all this yes. other stuff. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so but but that's OK, because life is just life. And that's what I love about, you know, live music, live streams, other stuff right. like that, too. That's why even though this is pre-recorded, it's all live. I don't edit it. Right. right? It's like yeah. if something happens, something too. happens. Right. 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 Yeah. Because that's that is what what life is about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. You know, it brought up the, the point of when you uh, talked about the Instagram posts there's one of the areas that Mallory goes through um, is the idea factory where nobody is there because they've all left for the social media circus. So the social media circus. <laughs> yes. The social hey, that's media... that's that's one of the nonfiction parts of the book. Yes. Right? The it's, well, there's a lot of nonfiction in this book. Yeah. But but actually, it's very based on. Yeah. All of the. Um, the true parts of life because you have this one of the tents that Tama is in. Tama always had the perfect Instagram posts. And so, and you see these model, you see these pictures everywhere that are just perfect. And she, oh, Mallory just wants that for her social media. She's got to have it. And then she sees this character outside the tent and she doesn't even recognize her. So there's a difference, such a disconnect in there. And, and with the Bluebird, which is the Twitter, um, where they're, they're selling tweets that will really get a lot of attention. So they've, they've got those, you know, going. And then she's got Connector where, you know, that's LinkedIn. And, and so there's all of these little, you know, areas of this social media circus that really are, they emulate what life is, the nonfiction of life of... Um, with a fictional slant on it. And so you can just identify with some of these. And we've all been there. We've all compared ourselves. We've all said, well, my stuff, I don't have as many followers there. I don't have any, as many likes. I don't have all of that. But you have to do this. First of all, you have to love what you do. I mean, that's really, really important. And or at least like what you do. I mean, if you really hate what you do, you need to do some self-evaluation. You can love what you do even more when you become profic more proficient at it. And the reason I say that is because of that book, So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. Great book. 
Um, but as you as you grow in your proficiency in an area, and he talks about perfect practice and all those ten thousand hours, which I believe it need, it needs more, by the way. Uh, but but there are those hours that are spent in in perfect practice and all of that. But you're going to grow in that field, and a lot of times, if you grow in a specific area, you're going to develop more of a love for it. If you don't, then you need to just really, really evaluate, and people get burned out of it. But if there are areas in it that just really excite you, spend the time um, studying that and digging a little bit deeper. And especially at mid-career, half-time of life, that might be something, there's a little avenue to go down. Uh, but those that takes some reflection, it takes some journaling, it takes some time to just really evaluate. And we don't stop to do that nearly often enough. Well, yeah, and I know, you know, just to kind of, wrap up a little bit because eventually mm -hmm. we have to we have to stop because people yeah. got to get back to their lives but you know <laughs> you, you've got this great banner behind you too right right you know the hero inside mm -hmm. um that i know you've been talking more about too and i and, and it's interesting you know because we talked about star wars for a while right right and 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 top gun and and movies and things like that right that are that are usually based on some sort of a hero's journey and right. we love we love watching other people. We love rooting right. for the heroes, especially right. the underdogs, right? We watched an underdog movie last night that was, oh, you know, fun. a sports movie. And it's like, you're always, you know, you're rooting for the underdog. Right. And, but, but, but what's interesting and I, and I love that, that topic and that idea is I think so many people, we watch movies, we read books. We think that the characters in those books and movies are the heroes. Mm-hmm. And when one finally realizes that you yes. are the hero right, and we're going through the same thing, that's right. when life can really change for you. Right. So, so maybe share a little bit about, about that. Cause like I said, that's, that's just been my observation in the last few months, especially with some of the mm -hmm. stuff that I've been doing, but I want to, I want to hear from you too, you know, about the hero inside of all of us. And that's usually when you go back um, and you realize um, who you are as a person, um, how amazing you are as a person. You have to validate that in so many areas. And it's, it's not just the career, it's not just um, you know, where you live. It's not just some of those successes, but really who you are. Um, when, you, when you look at the, the, our bodies and all that goes on, you know, every day in our bodies and about our self-care and, and, and all of that is, is, is pretty amazing when, when you look at that. And, and, but the hero inside, we all have that sort of spark because the hero inside of you is is there you've got that uniqueness of your skills of your experience and even there's a twinge of that even before you even started in to whatever career you chose or to whatever path you chose there's something there there's some sort of spark in you and you have to realize that that sort of spark will end up carrying all the way through your life. Um, it could be a determination. It could be that persistence. It could be that 
that optimism, looking at life in a different way. And the, he the hero inside is that self-talk that you are worth it, that, that you are not going to be just forgotten. I mean, at some, at some point, I know nobody will care about who I was. I mean, I'm not going to be one of these you know, that people visit <laughs> my grave site someday. I mean, that's except for maybe my kids now, maybe but now and then, I don't know. But, but it would be, you know, I know after losing my parents, all the stuff and all everything that they've gathered, that stuff is thrown away. That's not, what lasts is what we have and that hero that we have inside and then to be able to give something to others. And it doesn't matter any sort of business that you're in, um, even if you're selling shoes, you're, still, you're selling still a, some sort of service. If you're, if you're creating code, you are still helping somebody figure out a form, <laughs> something, you know, in every, sort of field you can you can earmark something that this is why you can do this specifically and and so it's that belief that you were put here for some sort of a purpose and and I think we do a really a disservice for our youth in fact I've had some youth now read the summit even though my audience is more mid-career halftime it's a great book for graduation presence wonderful mm. because that belief in that you can do it. That's that hero inside of you. And that's the hero's journey. And, and what we do is we beat up ourselves first. And I, I, do, I give an illustration in my keynote about um, the, uh, the, the, the baseball movie with Kevin Cosner. Uh, I think it's For the Love of the Game. And it's, and it's about a pitcher on the mound and my husband played pro ball, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. as you know. But um, but he played pro ball. He played for three years. Played up to Triple A. He was a pitcher, relief pitcher for the Indians, what used to be called the Indians. And there's this scene in that movie where uh, the pitcher's on that pitcher's mound, and the crowd is going wild, and the stands are just full. They're just absolutely going crazy. But everything goes absolutely quiet in that pitcher's mind uh, because he's focused and he's focused on that other intense player standing in that batter's box, just daring him to get him out. But that's what we need to do is just push out those external voices. And some of those external voices can be our voices saying, mm -hmm. oh, you're not good enough. Oh, yeah, you really, really, who are you fooling? Oh, oh, aren't you too old? Oh, your time has passed you by. You know, all of those voices, or the naysayers and pushing those aside and really realizing you are worth it. And if I could leave your audience with that, that is, you are worth it because you have that value. I mean, I am a, a woman of faith, strong believer that you were created with value. You are here as a unique person. Look around you. We know this. There's nobody that's going to look exactly like us. There might be people that are very close, but you are unique, uniquely uh, made and created. And after we just spoke before going to South Africa, everybody, um, and I tell this to this, oh, what did you like the most? Well, to me, it was the uniqueness of the animals and the variety of the animals, the incredible variety 
of that. And the same is true of people. And you are worth it. So I hope that gives an encouragement. Uh, because again, if you lose hope, you've lost everything. You cannot get to your summit. <laughs> yeah, so keep that hope band on. Yes. <clears throat> and even if some other guide hasn't given it to you, then yeah. Deborah just gave it to you today, yeah. you know, and, and from a virtual standpoint. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love I love that. And thank you. Thank you, Deborah, for sharing it. And, and the whole imagery, too, of that there is this little spark within all of us. Right. Right. And, and, and we get to choose. We're the hero. We get to decide yes. or are we going to extinguish that spark? Mm -hmm. you know, or are we going to hide it from other people? Right. Or are we going to use some of the self-care and some of the things and stoke it up a little bit? Right. Right. And, and, and burn a little brighter. Yes. Right. I mean, there's the passage in the Bible, you know, let your light so shine, right? right. Are we going to be the light that shines to people in the world? Are we going to be little suns that are, right. that are radiating light and love out to people around us? Because right. like you said, we're all, we're all unique. We're all here for a purpose. Exactly. And there's only certain people that we can help. Yes. Well, they have to be willing. Yeah. They have to be willing. But, right. but you right. know, again, it's like, I mean, you and I, we could we could both effectively give the same exact speech. Right. But certain people in the audience would resonate and be like, that was the best speech ever. Of course. And yes. other people, I give the same speech and they're like, Jason's a bozo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh and there'd be a few people that might be like that was awesome right yeah right yeah but because <laughs> because we are all different right right the world needs all those unique animals exactly exactly it, it needs all the exactly. unique humans as well that's what to yes. me it, at least too makes life life so beautiful is the uniqueness sure and the difference um with everybody so sure does oh my friend thank you <laughs> Like I said, I love, I love, uh, you know, connecting because it's probably been at least track of time, three or four years, but it's Man, nice it's to actually yeah. get back together with you and appreciate what you're doing. You know, the books that you've got out there, like I said, the summit just came out. Um, mm -hmm. you've got women at halftime, a lot of other books as well. Right. And we'll leave, we'll leave links and everything for that too. in the show notes as well. But, um, Deborah, thanks. Thanks for coming on and, and spending time with me today. And, and sharing with whoever listens all over the yes. world to this particular episode. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I never take it for granted. Thanks again, Jason. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.